Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Knowledge Football Dynasty Podcast. I'm Sonny and I'm your host. So we're back and football's back and uh, did you see it? Did you see the Saquon run? Did you hear about Darius Geis? Did you hear about Deion Kane? You know, wow, were you able to dodge those bullets or did they hit you dead on? Because, you know, it's it, welcome back. Welcome to preseason football. Welcome to football. The, the attrition, the war of attrition begins. So anyway, yeah, um, this this podcast is going to be an interesting one because I'm limited on time today. So um, what I'm going to do is just shoot to try to do this straight through, no editing, no no uh, you know breaks, nothing, just kind of shoot right through this thing. So you know, a lot of times if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you'll you'll hear occasionally you just kind of edit out little parts, and and some of that has to do with the fact that I live uh, near an airport. I also live near a freeway. Uh, apparently this freeway is used for drag racing, or at least it sounds like that. And, and, you know, my house with my wife and my kids and, you know, just noises like that. And then I, I tend to, uh, you know, make swallowing noises or coughing, you know, kind of, uh, noises at different times, uh, you know, clearing my throat. And also I tend to ramble on to, to things that don't make sense sometimes. So you hear different throughout my podcast, different kind of poor editing jobs um, throughout where I just kind of cut something out and then it doesn't really seamlessly fit back together <laughs> with my next part. So that just, just to clarify, I don't know, you know, I, I know different podcasts do editing. I don't know how they do their editing. Mine's pretty simplified. You know, if I feel like something in there um, is a sound that you don't want to hear, a swallowing sound or something, um, I usually just try to cut that out. So Today, I still will try to cut some of that out, but I really don't have a lot of time to edit this podcast, so I'm really just going to be talking, um, hitting my points, and uh, doing minimal editing and getting this thing out to you. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. Um, what this podcast is going to be today is me kind of going over I've, – I've had a lot of my rookie drafts and a lot of my dynasty drafts um, where it's an established dynasty league, and the rookies are going to be – you know the the initial part of our draft. It's going to be four rounds of rookie draft, and then from there, it carries on to the free agent draft, which is filled with all the different guys who people who had to cut, as well as all the rookies that weren't taken. Um, so what you're going to hear is a lot of rookie names throughout here. But just understand that that's part of this. What this list is is kind of it's not my flag players, but it's my late. It's like my my late draft. What I would say is back half kind of players, guys that I've been ending up with um, throughout my drafts. And so I figured I'd kind of tell you a little bit about them just so you could see kind of where I'm getting them and, and just kind of rather than tell you like, oh, these are guys I think you should get. It's just kind of like put your money where your mouth is. These are guys I've been getting. Um, so let's just put it that way. So quarterback, there's really nothing I have. I have a lot of shares of Andrew Luck and being that he hasn't played for a year and a half, I've had to put a lot of investment in other quarterbacks so I have a lot of shares of guys like Matt Stafford um, you know just plenty of other quarterbacks and I'm sure you've got your own situations and plenty of quarterbacks to deal with so I'm not really going to go into late round quarterbacks if I were getting quarterbacks right now um, as far as rookies I am big on uh, uh, Baker Mayfield and, and Rosen I think both of those two could really be top quarterbacks and, and so to me it's just you know if you can get one of those guys in the second round of a rookie draft, then I would do it. They haven't ended up where I've been drafting, and I or if they have, I haven't needed a quarterback. I've already had three. If, if I have three strong quarterbacks, I, I look at other positions, especially that high in a rookie draft. Um, even in these leagues where, where the uh, 
quarterbacks are highly valued. So we're going to move right to running backs. And the first running back that I noticed that has six shares of is Mr. John Kelly of Tennessee. Um, I'm really excited to have these shares now, too, especially after I saw him play. He just looks so quick. And that's what's so great is you don't know. I mean, you look at 40 times and all this stuff, and you look at the combine, and then you go, oh, John Kelly, he just didn't measure up. And then he gets drafted in the fifth round. And then you go, oh, man, maybe the NFL didn't see um, what some of these people and what I saw in him. But as you see him, you know, it's preseason, but as you see him out there running around, you see that quickness, you see that awareness, that balance. Um, yeah, he's a legit player. And, and if Todd Gurley goes down, to me, John Kelly is a, a league winner. He's the kind of player that you can get for very, very cheap, and, and he can win you a league. If, 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 if Todd Gurley gets hurt, which, as you notice, with Geis and other running backs already going down, it happens. You know, running backs get hurt. I think it was uh, Jarek McKinnon today got some kind of strain. So, you know, there, there comes people in the freaking out. I mean, I just love it. I love seeing people freak out. This is the blood in the streets. And so, you know, when we talked about the blood in the streets, I think one thing is, is this is bad. The Darius Geis one, I don't know if I'm buying right now, to be honest with you, because it's just it changes a guy's career. He comes into his career, and before he even gets it started, he tears his ACL. And I know he hasn't had a torn ACL before, I don't think, but he's had some other injuries. And to me, I think it's just... You know, if I could get him for cheap, but nobody wants to sell him for cheap. In fact, I hear everybody still saying he's a lock at one two. Uh, I feel a lot better about the the one two I had on Sony Michelle before. Um, you know, there was a moment where I was hesitating. I talked about it on the podcast, but that you know, as soon as he got hurt, it was like, oh wow, okay, I'm glad I have Sony Michelle. Um, so anyway, let's get right into it. Ron, John Kelly, I'm going to tell you where I got him. So the six shares I have, I got him, and this is when I talk about free agent picks. That means I got him after the rookie draft. Um, so in one in one league I got him at free agent one seven, um, one I got him at free agent three three, uh, one I got him at rookie four twelve, one I got him at free agent two twelve, um, and then one I got him at free agent one ten. So you see the theme here. I never paid for John Kelly. Um, as much as I like him, um, there was just always players that I kind of think have a higher upside, especially the fact that. Unless Gurley gets hurt, I don't see Kelly having huge value. I do think that they will use him. I think it would be a surprise um, that they will have him out on the field. They, they, you know, they want to have other back out there getting catching balls and stuff. He will be out there being used, but I don't think it's going to be um, any kind of value to us unless Gurley gets hurt. Where some of these guys, Kalen Balaj, Jordan Wilkins, which I'll speak of in a minute, they have a little more starter value, a potential to be a real rotational player, somebody who can get out there and make a lot of impact for us as fantasy you know, starters. Um, so anyway, and then I did get him in the 33rd round, just as John Kelly, of a Devi startup as well, a late 33rd out of 70 rounds, uh, where you have offense, defense, and 20, at least 20 uh, college players as well. Um, so that was the first one. I, th- I think that one's interesting. I'm, I'm pretty big on John Kelly. Like I said, I think he can be a league winner, and I just think that as long as you can get him late... I'm not spending a lot. A lot of these shares that uh, I missed out on him, he went in the rookie third or, or early rookie fourth. Um, but I did get him in the, the last pick of one draft um, where I kind of needed some running backs. And everywhere else, I was able to get him. I just so he was there. Um, I did trade up to the free agent 3-3 three, three, um, where I was at 3-9 just recently. And this was the only one that came after um, his preseason performance. 
And I was surprised that you know he was still there, and I was like, I got to get up there and get him because I had seen uh, two people in other drafts that were with me, that were ahead of me, take him. So I knew he wasn't going to make it six picks to me at that point. Um, he had already been taken by these people, and now he had kind of shown uh, what he can do. So anyway, the second guy I had um, six shares of was Philip Lindsay, uh, my guy, the Broncos, a scat back Philip Lindsay. In fact, that was another one where I, I probably reached for him on a couple uh, leagues just because the, the game came on Saturday and I didn't want to miss out on him. And I had this just gut feeling that he was going to break out and he was going to have this big game. And so that's something you got to think about sometimes is if you know your guy's playing um, and you think he's really going to have a big showing, you don't want to leave him there for chance. And so I had some drafts coming up where the free agent drafts were started and I probably could have waited a little longer. Um, especially now that I see one of them, he's still available. Um, but I just kind of jumped on him because I thought he would break out. And he didn't really break out. But if you saw the game, um, there was a, a play where Paxton Lynch just, oh, he's terrible. But he tried to throw the ball on a screen uh, to Philip Lindsay, And the defensive lineman knocked it down. But, but Lindsay was wide open. It was going to be a 50, 60. I, there was just blockers in front. It, this kid is so quick and he just has the way. You know, he's not like, he's not Tariq Cohen. He's not that quick. He's not that explosive. But he has a great awareness, great body control, and he's just a, a football player. He's tough. Uh, that's what I love about him. You know, it's like the Saquon play. As much as I love Saquon, um, the one thing that I found interesting is, is he doesn't, he, he doesn't seem like he wants to take contact. You know, he's kind of like zipping around. He's like a jitterbug. And that one run, that 39-yard run, I mean, he took angles and was just jumping left and right. And it's almost like he's trying so hard. It reminded me a little bit of uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, kind of a fighter who's so good, but he, he plays a sport. You know, Floyd Mayweather is in a sport of contact, and yet he doesn't want to get hit. And rightfully so, you know, why would he want to get hit? But at the same time, it's like he's playing a contact sport. And the same thing with Saquon. It's almost like here's a 230-pound guy that really doesn't want to take hits. He wants to get around people. I mean, for a good reason, you you think, you know, he's making those big plays. But it also, it costs him at times, and I think that that will show up. He's not, I don't know that he necessarily has that mentality. He just wants to take it to people. And uh, Philip Lindsay does. And, you know, he scored a touchdown late in that game. And, and, you know, it's just I saw the Broncos want to use him. They didn't use him as much as I thought they might. You know, especially early on, they were using Booker and and uh, Freeman. But he, I think it's because they know what they have in him. He's going to be their kick returner as well. So if you have kick return points. Um, so I got him in six leagues, um, multiple leagues early on. I just got him well after the draft was over. Um, as soon as I kind of caught on to the fact that the Broncos were going to probably use him as their third down back. And I kind of said, well, you know, I think this is the time to pounce on that kind of player. Just get him on your roster before the preseason hits. And if he doesn't hit, then you'll know it by the end of the preseason. But if he does hit, then you've got him. And so I got him as a free agent, just picked him up off waivers in multiple leagues. But then uh, since then, since he's kind of come back, and, and I, like I said, I had some drafts going, I jumped a little early, got him at 310 free agent draft. Um, and then I got him at 510 in free agent draft and won. I also got him in the 45th round of my Devi just startup which is pretty late. Um, and then he's still available in a league where I had to pass on him twice. I needed some defensive help, and I really just – there was a couple linebackers and stuff. So I, I am willing to go defense if I – if you know, if I'm, I'm a win-now team, I've got to really yeah, – and you see just the the variance. Some leagues I've gone, man, there's five, six, seven linebackers, five, six, seven safeties. As you'll see, I'm going to get to some players on defense as well. 
but some leagues it's a little more depleted, and that's like oh, I got to take him while I can get him now, uh, and, and I'm pretty stacked at running back and receiver or something. I'm not just going to go taking Philip Lindsay um, just because I love him, but I will try to get him. I will take him later. Eventually, I will take Philip Lindsay on that league as well, and other leagues that I have coming up. So I'm big on him, partially just because it's he's free. He's I'm getting I'm still getting him for nothing. Um, so that's one. Um, I have four shares of Kalen Balage. We've talked about him. I just think he's an explosive. There's a big upside there, and he's a great pa- uh, pass catcher. So you know he's going to have a role, at least um, most likely going to have that role. Um, and also it can turn into a bigger role because he could do other things as well. So the shares I got him, I got him at rookie 3-9 and rookie at 2-10. Um, the 3-9, I, I didn't have a second-round pick. I had traded away part of that for that with that Jarek McKinnon and uh, – for the digs, which is looking really good, especially now with the injured digs in Jarvis Landry. Um, so I, I didn't have a second-round pick, and I was shocked that he ended up at 3-9 to me. So I was happy to take him there. And then the other rookie, when I needed a running back, and I took him at 2-10. And then I think I had him another one in the auction league and a Debbie league, so it's really kind of hard to say exactly where you know the value is for those. Um, Sony Michelle, I have three shares of him at 1-2, 1-4, and 1-9. Um, not too much to talk about there. I have four shares of Jordan Wilkins. Um, rookie 4-1, I got him you know, pretty late there. And then really late um, in some past drafts. I had two drafts that happened quite a few months ago, a month or at least at least a month ago. And I got him at free agent 2-7 and free agent 2-12 of those. I mean, he went all the way through the rookie draft and all the way through the first and almost through the second round of the free agent draft before finally I got him at both of those. It, that that changed pretty quickly, you know. Now that there's you know some buzz, it's just continuing to grow uh, with the Jordan Wilkins, and for good reason. And especially now that uh, what's his name got a, a injured hamstring, I think Marlon Mack looked kind of decent. He looked good. I saw him look explosive, but that guy just kind of flings his body around, and he's explosive, but he just kind of runs into stuff. I just think as you as we keep moving forward, you're going to see Jordan Wilkins' ability to run and catch. Um, he's just a versatile player. He's smooth. It's, I just got this feeling he's going to be their starter, guys. I really feel that. I mean, maybe this uh, Robert Turbin is a thing. I know that they say Kristen Michaels on the depth chart ahead of him. We'll see. The preseason's got a long way to go. I mean, it's just like the Jamon Moore thing. We'll talk about uh, ESB here in a second. But, you know, Jamon Moore, early in the camp, it was all the talk. But then now you see preseason going, where is he? I don't know. So we got to just every game, we just got to keep watching and kind of adjusting. And I hope. You don't have too much going on with your drafts, or you haven't. That's why it's. This is why I'm telling you the guys I'm ending up with because these are the guys that I'm usually sold on enough, at least at their value, where I can find them at that spot that I keep ending up with these guys um, for some reason. Um, so with running backs, uh, like I said, that's pretty much it on the running backs. I got Jordan Wilkins, Phil Lindsay. Okay, so wide receivers. Uh, my top shares are Antonio Callaway. I've talked about him a lot. Um, I loaded up on Antonio Cal. I got him in almost every draft early on um, before this kind of weird situation with him. Um, it started out really well. I, I targeted him. I decided late third round I was going to take Antonio Callaway. So it wasn't one where a lot of you hear a lot of these I'm kind of getting him as free agents. I'm getting him in late. Those are because those are guys that I do value, but I kind of wanted to make sure I got good value on them. Um, so picking them late or picking them where I could get them at a good value worked out that's why I got many shares of them with Antonio Callaway I targeted him I really just saw a special talent in him I know that he's got his off his field issues uh, but what I saw on the field was just an explosive player and he's got the perfect build for a football player it just runs so fluidly and, and 
this was all before any hype built up. I got a lot of these shares at 3.8, 3.10. Um, I did reach for them at 3.4 one point because I didn't have uh, anything till later in the fourth round, and I just felt like it wasn't going to happen. Somebody did snipe me on one of these. Um, it was disappointing. And then I had 3.11, 3.10. Um, I got them in the 17th round of the Devi. Um, that was actually pretty high, but I wanted to make sure I got six six different shares all. And I haven't been able to get them the last two drafts. Um, I did take James Washington at three. What was it uh, three one? I had and I took James Washington, knowing that that uh, Callaway wouldn't be there. I actually had multiple picks in this draft, and I had three ten, and I knew that Callaway wasn't going to be there at three ten because I was in a draft with a guy um, who I had been in two recent drafts with him, and he reached on Callaway um, either late second or early third. Uh, this is after because it's such an emotional roller coaster. I don't know if you've watched this Callaway thing because it went from him kind of building this momentum and then they traded away. Uh, and, and this is what's so funny about fantasy football. It's like I felt so I was actually mad the day that they traded uh, what, um, um, just uh, Coleman Corey Coleman when they traded him to the Bills. I was so mad because I just knew that that was I wasn't going to be getting Antonio Callaway in the late third anymore. So no longer was I like happy that. What what was coming to fruition that it actually might actually turn out to be good for him? Um, I was like, no, I was selfish. I was like, no, no, I got to get him more and more, and now everyone's going to be onto him. Uh, but then one day later, he suddenly gets popped for weed, and then it's like, it's like, oh no, I got six shares of this guy, and now he goes and just you know gets popped for weed and leaves me, um, you know, wondering what's going on. And then he plays in this preseason game and scores a touchdown. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I can get him late. I had one draft where I only had uh, an early, uh, like a first-round pick in 1-7, and then I had the last pick in the draft. And that one I took John Kelly. But I was hoping to get Antonio Callaway. Nope, he went early third, I think. Uh, he went higher than I'd been getting him in the late third, um, even after the weed thing. So Callaway has definitely moved up the boards, but... For good reason, I think the talent is there. If he can work his way through this, if he did, if he is telling the truth, which I find it hard to believe, you know, I really do. You, you didn't know there was weed under your chair. You're out at three in the morning on a Saturday night. I mean, it's just ah, oh, the the red flags are there. I should just totally run from this, um, but I see the talent, and I'm hoping that he works it out. And uh, I've got enough shares that uh, we'll see. Um, ESB. Equinemius St. Brown. I have five shares of Equinemius St. Brown, and this is not one that I targeted too much. I do believe in his talent, um, so for me it was not um, too hard to take him where I took him. I think I told you in a couple of podcasts ago that I did get some shares of him at 412, so I got two shares of him at 412, the last pick in the draft. 412, 412, um, and then I got him at 3-1 free agent pick. Um, he's kind of like varied. There was a point where he started to fall off. That Jamon Moore news kind of came. So I got him at a free agent 3-1 um, and then he started to come back around uh, where he started playing well, and this was two of my re- most recent drafts, and I had late picks, uh, so I took him at 4-9 and 4-10. So I feel pretty good about that. All of them were late fourth-round picks. Um, I'm not willing to go too high on e- ESB yet, but I feel like there is some talent there. He's just he's a good route runner. I don't see anybody like him on the Packers. Uh, maybe Gantling Saul, whatever his name is, uh, Valdez Gantling. Uh, he, you know, obviously he had that kind of a breakout preseason game, but my gut still says it's ESB. He's just a, a, a polished route runner. He's got great hands. He's fast. He's big. He's tall. I just have this feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to start to like the throw to him, and there's not, he's not like the other guys. You know, he has his own unique skill set. Um, so I think the ESB 
there's a chance there, and I will um, ride it out at least for a while, and we'll see. Um, Calvin Ridley, I have three shares, and DJ Moore, I have three shares. Not much to talk about there. I kind of got them late in the first on all of them, and I thought they were good value. It was like kind of back and forth. I like to kind of mix it up sometimes. Um, take I took Calvin Ridley um, a couple times, and I took DJ Moore a couple times. Then it was like it, as I came down, I was kind of like, okay, I have two of this. So I'll just take one more of this guy, one more of this guy. Get it kind of spread out that way. I don't have too many shares of one guy. I like them both. I like the explosiveness and, and the athletic ability of DJ Moore. I think Calvin Ridley is a safer play. I think he's going to just be a, a polished pro for sure. Uh, DJ Chark, I have three shares, um, three twelve, four ten, and then kind of late in the Debbie pick. Deshaun Hamilton, I have three shares late again. I have four seven in a rookie pick, and then I have one nine and one twelve in free agent drafts. So again, I like Deshaun. There's there's a lot of receivers I like. As long as I can get them late, I wanted to you know kind of pick off a few here and there and add them to the treasure chest depending on what the rest of my draft looked like. A lot of times I'll add linebackers and then a couple running backs and then you know a, a couple receivers and just try to uh, tie it in here and there, whatever I can to, to balance out that draft to add to your your chest of players. And so uh, Hamilton seems to be on one I've acquired. And Kiki Kuti, um, I think I have two or three shares of him in the ball late fourth as well. Um, tight ends, Mike Gusecki, I have three shares of him. Um, all pretty much, well, only one of them was in a rookie draft. I got him at 212. Um, and then I got him in an auction, and I also got him in the 14th round of a Debbie startup. I like Gusecki. I like his upside. I like his long term. Um, they, I think they even said they might use him as a receiver. I, I just, for some reason, I, I'm kind of sold on him. Maybe that's just that, that kind of like a rookie fever. Like I said, I know tight ends don't break out. So where I invested in him, I have Kelsey in a lot of places. I don't, I'm not expecting him to produce right away. I, I like getting like guys like him and then getting a guy like Charles Clay, um, somebody who I can get later and just kind of uh, still have some veteran presence. Even the Vance McDonald, man, he's been everywhere. That's one on my list. Of, man, I've been getting a lot of Vance McDonald. Um, I've kind of laid off of some of the, the the Dallas tight ends. I don't, I can't make any sense of what's going on there, um, so I'm kind of just moving away from there. Um, kickers, there's only two guys I'm really targeting right now. The Carlson kid from Minnesota, he can kick the crap out of the ball. Um, we saw that in the preseason game, and I've heard he just kicked 70 yarders or whatever. And they have a dome, um, a good offense that may or may not um, score a lot of touchdowns, but they should move the ball, and they should have you know no inclement weather. weather. Uh, to deal with so that's that's one and then Adam Vinatieri he's always been my guy not only is he the most accurate and most consistent kicker of all time but he plays for the Colts Andrew Luck is back that offense scores a lot of points they're also indoors and you can get Adam Vinatieri he's kind of been moving up a little bit there's a couple I think twice I've been sniped on him and I was like oh you know there's other kickers Mason Crosby or whatever but a year, a couple of years ago, it was my guy just because nobody really talked about Adam Vinatieri. For some reason, people just kind of forget that the Colts you know, have that prolific offense as well or can. Um, so Vinatieri is, is a guy that if you, don't, if you want to just kind of lay off kicker, you can get him you know, pretty much whenever you want. Okay, let's move to defense real fast and, and we'll, we'll call it a podcast. Um, so guys I've been getting on the defense. Now this is more... Um, I'm not going to go into depth on, on where I got these guys, but these are all late. These are pretty much all guys that you can just kind of round out your defense with, and I think they'll all be starter quality players or at least uh, you know quality backup opportunity guys. Um, so defensive ends, um, I'm not even going to do defensive tackles. There's just too many choices, and, and you can just go find somebody. Just wait till somebody 
um, you know, pops. Or there's, I'm sure you have somebody on your roster who's decent. Um, Malik Jackson, somebody. Um, but defensive ends, okay, so Marcus Golden, I've talked about him multiple times. He is recovering from injury and hasn't really come back, but I've landed a lot of him. I just I don't mind putting him on my bench for a couple weeks if I have to. I think he has a lot of opportunity, especially when they have Hassan Reddick and uh, Chandler Jones there. It's going to take attention away from um, you know the, the defense. The offensive line is going to have to deal with other guys, so I think Golden's going to get some opportunities. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba is a guy I've been landing. Randy Gregory, I've been landing some Gregory Gregory. Um, he is no longer suspended, and what it sounds like um, is that you know everyone who talks about him says they're so proud of him, and how and just something about the way that people are talking. It's not just like oh yeah, he's come back and he's kind of been reinstated. It's like people are talking about just what a change this guy's made, and what you know what a different person he is, and how proud they are. And and if you remember, Gregory was just an amazing talent, first round talent, just big, you know, explosive type player. Um, he could be a pass rusher and attacker and stuff. So. I'm trying to get some shares of that. We'll see what happens with it. You may not get much out of it early, um, but you might find out that you have a, a real gem there. Um, Dion Jordan of Seattle, I think that he, he's still coming off injury as well, but he's one that you can get almost for free, and, and I think that there's a chance he could score well. And Trent Murphy's the same thing. Trent Murphy at Buffalo, um, you know, he had didn't play all last year, but he had a really big 2016 where he had like nine sacks and was just a big-time player. Uh, and so there's a chance that he, if he wins that job, he could come out and just really be um, kind of a surprise player as well. So um, linebackers, oh, there's just so many. Um, Shaq Thompson's been my favorite. Love Landon Shaq Thompson. Um, and then guys like Show Schubert. You know who's been available a lot is Justin Houston. If he comes back and explodes, man, I'm going to love that because he's been ex- just available. He's just nobody. Everyone's just kind of forgotten about him. Uh, they've just given up on him or something. So Justin Houston, Denzel Perriman, same way. Vince Williams for the Pittsburgh. You know, Vince Williams, uh, uh, just a couple years ago, it was Lawrence Timmons and Ryan Shazier. And then Timmons, they let go, and Shazier got hurt, and all of a sudden it was just Vince Williams. And, and they, they, I read something that he kind of struggles in pass rush, but what they did is they just decided to just, instead of use him as a pass, uh, pass protection, he struggles in pass protection or pass coverage, I'm sorry, and uh, instead of use him that way, they just blitz him. They just, you know, on pass downs, they just blitz him a lot. He ends up getting like eight sacks last year, and they kind of seem like they're going to do the same thing this year. They don't seem to have uh, much intention to do much differently from what, I, what I've what i read and what it seems like as far as their moves. Um, so those are guys. And then a little later, guys like Corey Littleton could take the winning job, uh, B.J. Goodson. Um, and then if you're in leagues where, the you know, pass rush, where the sacks are a little bit more valuable, guys like Litter Floyd, uh, Harold Landry, the rookie, um, Bud Dupree, I've talked about him before, could blow up um, opposite there of uh, T.J. Watt. He's a, he's a really talented athlete and, and could get some sacks. Okay, safeties, um, Josh Jones, John Johnson, I've talked about those guys, Jaquiski Tart, Justin Evans, Tampa Bay, Clayton Gathers, Bradley McDougal, Justin Simmons, Sua Cravens, um, you know, he's come back. There's a chance that he could be like linebacker, hybrid safety, um, could get a lot of coverage, a lot of tackles. Um, or he could be completely, you know, end up just being kind of barely gets playing time. But I just keep an eye on Sue Cravens. I'm adding him um, just to kind of see because he is a talented player. And, and if you find him in that right position, he could be that hybrid player uh, that a lot of teams were trying to do over the last couple of years, the Dion Buchanan types and stuff. Um, and also Morgan Burnett, I- I've landed him a few times kind of late. Um, which is interesting. He he moved over to Pittsburgh. Um, and then cornerbacks, I really want to talk about this one guy. Um, so, you know, I talked about Adoree Jackson and how he does returns and how that makes him more valuable 
And uh, he's going pretty high in drafts. I think I told you in, his, in my Debbie League, he went like ninth round or something. Uh, but Mike Hughes of the Minnesota Vikings, he was their first round draft pick. He went, I think, the 30th pick or something. He's not going to be the return guy this year. I think uh, Sherrill's, Marcus Sherrill's his name. He's a really good return guy. He does return kick and punts. Um, so he probably will end up doing that, and I doubt Mike Hughes will, will take away from that. Uh, but most likely, I think he only signed a one-year deal, and he's he's old. He's like 35 years old. So I think that's it for him. I think they're planning on using Mike Hughes um, not only as like the slot-type corner, maybe even some safety, uh, but also as a return man eventually. And I think he could hold some value. So I'm kind of targeting him, um, especially on the teams where I can roster a defensive back that I don't necessarily need to start right away um, because I think in these dynasty leagues, um, if you can have a young guy who plays defense and gets returns, it just gives you this edge. It's, there's not very many of them. Matt Ray Jackson is one, but everybody's on to him. Not everybody's on to Mike Hughes. I've been able to land him for basically free, and there's other leagues where he's still available, and I'm just kind of buying my time, um, waiting, picking my other guys, and eventually I think I will add him. Um, although, like I said, a lot of my win-now leagues, because I spend so much attention on offense, I do have to uh, make sure that most of my defensive choices are playable players. I can't take a lot of uh, you know big name guys just because I like their name or whatever. I can't. I don't have that uh, luxury. I don't afford myself that luxury because of the way I play. Um, but at the same time, I if I do see upside where you're doing returns and stuff like that, then it may make sense. Um, other guys uh, at the cornerback position: Jalen Mills. He plays opposite of Ronald Darby. Um, even Darby, I found you know to be somewhat cheap. And Josh Norman, I found very cheap a lot. Josh Norman. You know, he's still going to be a producer, produced player, and he's still, you know, as far as cornerbacks are going to soon, he's going to get attention. He's going to get you know, thrown at. Um, Kyle Fuller, uh, same thing. He's a little more expensive in some cases, but, you know, when people are on him, he's going to be a high producer, and I still find him all over the place. He's just available. Casey Hayward, same thing. Um, and then Denzel Ward, the rookie for Cleveland. You know, I've talked about rookies. He should see high volume. He should have a lot of people kind of uh, throwing at him. So that's pretty much it. That wraps up uh, the whole podcast, to be honest with you. So anyway, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, psych- social psychology content with, with um, worked up quite yet. I do have some different ideas, and I've been, uh, you know, d- diving into some different things um, as far as teams. I mean, just trying to build my teams, to be honest with you. I've been doing all my dynasty drafts, and I'm loving it. I'm having a lot of fun uh, just trying to work out. That's why I kind of thought I might share this with you is just kind of show you who I am ending up with, how I'm rounding out my team. Um, these are kind of the back half guys, and then back half guys are really important. You know, these are the kind of guys that you know you see on offense. It's a lot of times I'm I'm shooting for the stars a little bit. I'm trying to find guys who could be starters. Uh, with the Philip Lindsay, he's more of a floor guy, but he's a guy that I feel like uh, you know could definitely play a role. And if he doesn't, well, I can move on from him. Um, ESBs and Antonio Callaways. I'm looking for for big time production on kind of a lower budget. And then the defense, it's all low budget pretty much. It's just a matter of which ones I can get. And I feel like I can get you know close to equal production um, with with a lot of these guys that people are over. You know, I was thinking of look at Kaden Gathers um, is one on the safety that that I still see people taking the other guy, uh, Mateus Farley. And I think that the, I'm pretty clear to me that that it's going to be Gathers. It's going to be the starting strong safety opposite of Hooker. And uh, you know, he was always kind of lined up for that strong safety role, and that's uh, a role is always a productive role. Um, especially on a team like the Colts, where they will be scoring and they will be getting scored on, um, and they will, you know, that safety will be making a lot of tackles most likely. So, 
anyway, um, thank you for listening. If you do want to check out past episodes, you can go back um, and listen to the past, some different episodes there. Um, or you can um, stick around for about a week. I would say that it's, right now it's, it's looking at about weekly um, that I'll be putting out a podcast. I don't, I don't know that I can put them out any quicker than that, but I don't think I'm going to stop putting them out either. I do seem to be getting a new listener here and there. And, uh, you know, I'm still enjoying it. I still, I still like talking football and, and, uh, you know, it may you know, I'm not going to be able to uh, always have perfect content for you. It will not always be really well edited. Like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, even when I do edit it, it's just usually because it's like some kind of loud noise or me going off on some kind of, uh, recognizable rant about something that just I have to just say okay that just that just goes out and instead of creating some kind of smooth segue back in there I just go ahead and just cut it out and move on and so I hope you could put up with a few of my cringeworthy moments um, with and I do leave in some noises and stuff I'm sure you heard on some of these podcasts I can hear like planes flying over and stuff and it's just just the way it's going to be I don't have really any any solution for that the good news is it's not going to change so anyway I hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, if you do want to reach me, you can find me on Twitter. That's at uh, Big Knowledge Fo One, just Big Knowledge Football on Twitter. Um, and if you want to email the show, you can reach me at Big Knowledge Football at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and talk to you soon.